We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. March has arrived, and we're only a few weeks away for the big tournament. Yes, that tournament. Make sure to head to Bet Online and open up an account today and get in on their $100,000 Bracket Madness Contest starting March 15th. That's right, I said $100,000 and March 15th. You don't need to be hardcore to get in on the action. And with multiple entries available, it's the season's best chance to cash in. And remember, the NBA and the XFL is still going strong. So whatever your passion is, Bet Online is the place to be for all your betting needs. Visit our good friends and exclusive partners, Bet Online, to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and make sure to use that promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, for your 50% sign up bonus. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. On today's episode of the Pride Podcast, we have free agent linebackers. We also have some free agent head rushers, all on episode 83 of the Pride Podcast. Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 83 on the Blue Wire Network. Today's episode is going to be sponsored by Bet Online AG, and I am your host, Tyler, and I'm joined by two suspects, as always, Malcolm and Pierre. How are you guys doing today? I'm good. What's up with you? Malcolm, how you doing? Doing well? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good, man. Yeah, we're recording on a, a different day as usual. You know, we're in the daytime, you know, weekend too. So it's a, it's a little different, man. It's a little different vibe. But, you know, I know I could tell Malcolm's not a huge fan of it. <laughs> I am not. I'm not going to lie, man. But hey, let's get the show rolling. It is what it is, bro. Let's, let's yeah. get it rolling before you know what happened. The combine ruined our schedule, man. Yeah, the combine did ruin our schedule. But it's all good. You know, we're, we're in a good vibe. So uh, we're back at the free agent market. We're going to highlight some more positions so last episode we highlighted uh the what was the wide receiver position that's what it was and the tight end position so if you guys want to go check that out go check that out on episode 82 we did defensive tackles we've highlighted almost essentially every position now we're only missing the edge and linebackers 
and offensive line and for today's episode we're going to do the edge and linebacker so if you guys are interested in any specific positions go check those out they're all topic and highlighted in their titles so you can go check that out but with all that talking uh what do you guys want to start off with the edge position yeah let's do the edge let's do that let's do the edge it's just an old right. edge all right, uh, here. it's up to you say the list before we start um two guys will likely get franchised matt judon and Shaq barrett i'm a big fan of judon and barrett but they're probably going to be off the market Clowney's probably gonna be too expensive for detroit and Ngakwe is going to be too expensive for Detroit. And probably Dante Fowler. Now let's get into the guys who are kind of like maybe would fit, sort of not as expensive. All right. So we have uh, Derek Wolf from the Broncos, Jabal Sheard, former Patriot, Mario Addison, Robert Quinn, Marcus Golden, Big Beasley, Shaq Lawson, uh, Jamie Collins, Kyle Van Noy, Zebarkevius Mingo. Did I say his name right? Yeah, you sure did. Somewhere along those lines, yeah. Vinny <laughs> uh, Curry. We apologize. Vinny <laughs> um, Curry, Adrian Claiborne, Brandon Copeland, former Lion, Emmanuel Agba, and Aaron Lynch. So those are just some edge guys that I think fit the Lions and what they want to do. All right, since I always go first, Tyler, let's start with you. Who do you want at edge? From that list specifically? Um, oh, no, I forgot to mention someone. Who's that? Your boy from the Titans. Oh, I was just going to say his name. <laughs> you go ahead. Go ahead. You can say his name. Go ahead. I, I think I've, I've knocked down the name. I had some trouble saying the name, but if I do say it wrong, I'm sorry. But it is Kamali Correa. I believe okay. that's what I'm saying. We're not talking about Carlos Correa, not the cheater from the Houston Astros. We're talking about Kamale Correa, uh, former second-round pick drafted by the Tennessee Titans from Boise State. He's 25 years old. And Correa is not one of those names is like a household name. Many of you guys probably don't even know who he is really because he's not that big of a name. He's He hasn't really started in the league all that much, but he's one of those guys where he could play the jack position like kind of like a Devon Kennard, Austin Bryant type deal. And it's going to do the job when needed. I don't think it's going to be an expensive contract at all. I think it's a very affordable budge contract, you know, like a affordable contract. After they spent all that money last year, that edge position on Trey Flowers, I think this is a move where Correa, he's going to generate some pressure for you. Not like the not a bunch of pressure where like a Matt Judon or a Shaq Barrett or like some of the other guys on this list. But he's kind of like a good depth move that I think the Lions have been missing for the last few years. And a guy that, you know, if someone does get injured, we're not just like, you know, throwing in random guys like Jamie Metter. No offense to them, but like, you know, we're not just throwing random players in there. I kind of like Correa as like a depth move, and I think he would be kind of an underrated signing, and fans would start to like him. Okay, I like that. Um, but yeah, you know, another guy if they want to do spend a little money, you could list him as a linebacker, an edge, whatever you want to call him. But uh, Jamie Collins, this was a guy we kind of pushed the table last year. If you remember when he got released by uh, Cleveland. He was on the market for like a while, like so all the way through training camp, I remember. And we were missing a linebacker. I believe Bob Quinn or Matt Patricia said they wanted to bring in another veteran linebacker. He was one of the guys we were kind of pushing for. It was like him, Josh Bynes, and like Monte Teo. And uh, Jamie Collins is coming off arguably his best year ever. And he had, I believe, eight sacks last year with New England. So, you know, uh, you know, maybe it. Patricia now seeing what he really is in like a New England scheme, a very similar scheme to what they run in Detroit. You know, maybe uh, Detroit can make a push for him. He's 30 years old, so you know he might 
his money won't be too too high in my opinion, but it'll be like in the middle range, maybe around that you know six seven range if I had to assume. So uh, that that would be my guess. Jamie Collins is another guy. I wouldn't mind um, seeing him. Maybe Patricia likes it after seeing what he could do in a full year back in New England at the age. Yeah, I'm just looking at. He did have a career year. He had seven sacks. He also had three picks. Yeah. So. Oh. Yeah, you know, he could play some he has good coverage yeah, skills. Not, yeah, so coverage skills are there. He can generate pressure. Uh, and you know, I, I don't think it's a very expensive move. It's gonna like not be it's gonna be like a Justin Coleman move, I think. You know, kinda like a mid mid tier signing. Not like a Trey Flowers, but like a Justin Coleman type deal. That's fair. So um, if they do want to spend some money, I think that's a it's a good name to look at. I mean, you named one of the guys I like, Jamie Collins, and I do like Korea as well. But one, another guy, like, if they want to upgrade from Devon Kennard, and I think they should, he just can't win his one-on-ones. He's a solid player, but it's uh, Kyle Van Noy, former yeah. Lion. Um, obviously, Patricia kind of rejuvenated his career down there. Um, had a really good year for them this year. He had, he had six and a half sacks. Um, Pro Football Focus gave him an 83.6 grade, which is like not elite, but it's like really good. Very good, yeah. This is a guy who's like very versatile. He could he could rush the passer, he could cover, he could blitz, he could uh, he's good he's good solid against the run. Like he could do everything for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people are projecting Kyle Van Noy to make his return back to Detroit, and um, you know people are probably confused, like why the hell would he ever come back to Detroit after they traded him? You know why would they ever do that? I think uh, at that time it was you know Terrell Austin's scheme, which is a four three right. scheme, wasn't a very good fit for that defense. But you know we saw what Patricia did with him when you know he got traded to New England back in two thousand seventeen, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Um, you know Patricia did wonders with Kyle Van Noy, revived his career, and now has put him in a position to get paid. And um, any system New England has ran. You know, since Van Noy's there, you know, whether it be Flores, whether it be Patricia, last year, just Bill Belichick, you know, who was the mastermind behind all of this. Um, you know, he he's played well, just thrived under that scheme. You know, I think some teams to look out for Van Noy that are going to make a push for him is Detroit, Tennessee, and Miami, and even potentially Houston with Bill O'Brien over there. New York as well. Oh, New York, yeah, now they have Joe Judge. So those are some teams to look out for the market for Kyle Van Noy. I think he definitely stays in one of those like New England ties, or he obviously goes back to the Patriots if they are willing to resign him, which Patriots in the past have, you know, guys that are about to get their paychecks have usually just parted ways with them and like to develop their own guys like Trey Flowers or um, Chandler Jones. You know, the list goes on with those with those yeah. New England guys. I could see that happening with Kyle Van Noy, maybe sticking around that Patriot tree, but not st- sticking in New England. Okay, there is one more guy. This is that they want to pay like a little more money. He's going to be a little more expensive, and this is, is Bud Dupree. So mm-hmm. like the past, before this year, the past four years, he's really struggled, but they still picked up his fifth-year option, and he finally like broke out. Sometimes that happens, you know? Like sometimes players in their fifth year, like Shaq Barrett, he broke out. He had 11 and a half sacks this year. This is a guy who could also, I think he'll probably play Jack, like stand-up linebacker. So I like him, but he'll, he'll, he'll be cost. He'll probably be 13 to 14 mil. I don't know if they want to spend that much, but it's worth it to me. So you would and, personally do it? You would like uh, to pay I mean, another... I like what Dupree. Not like, I wouldn't pay him a lot, maybe just like a one- or two-year deal because he hasn't proven yet. He only had one good year, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, 
probably a three-year deal maybe would work like three year at 12 or 12 to 14 something like that it so just depends though what they do you, so you're willing you personally to spend like pretty solid penny on a like an edge guy like another one i guess you could say i mean if they want to spend I'd, I'd probably be that guy because like the other guys would probably be a little marcus golden's kind of in that range they're like similar players yeah you know so yeah, maybe like they could hit free agency. Who knows? Because like when guys hit free agency, the the price goes up like crazy. But I mean, we'll see. Yeah, because like me personally, I think after paying Trey Flowers, I would like like a middle like a middle tier guy, or even if they like spend like a first round pick, like a <clears throat> Chase Young, if they want to do something I like wish. that. <laughs> so well, uh, you know, I don't think I don't see them spending like fifteen mil or thirteen mil, even like another edge guy. Personally, I kind of want to do what Green Bay did. You know what I mean? Like Green oh, Bay, like Darius two guys. Preston. Yeah, if we could get like two sick duos, but I think they'll they'll get their other duo probably in the interior. I think that's where the most of the money will go. They'll pay yeah. to the interior guys, and they'll get maybe like a depth piece or like one of those guys we mentioned. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Or <clears throat> Chase Young. Um, I would. Just, real, real quick. Um, I don't think that that um Bud Dupree is gonna make thirteen. He's probably gonna make way more of that. He's a double digit side guy, and he he had a hell of a year last year. He might command a, a lot more money, but I'm I'm down with it. I mean, this is the way I look at Detroit Lions. You guys say we're all in, right? This is all in here, right? Yeah. If we're yeah. all in, where are we going to spend the money at? What, what position do we defense. possibly need? To, because every position <laughs> we talk about, we're like, oh, we can't go, we can't spend money here, we can't spend money here. If this is all in here, where's the where are we going to spend the money at? Yeah, I guess. I, I'm, just, I'm just asking a question because it's like every position is like, okay, we can't. Uh, this is too this is too pricey here. I, I put def- I put defensive tackle was like my defensive uh, where you want to spend defensive tackle corner and safety. I think those three are probably now. It, this is what I look at it. We if we um draft in the first round, we go Akuda, and say we pick up somebody in the second round. It all depends on the, that first round pick is very important because if we go Akuda in the first round, I think we probably have to spend a lot of money in this this, this position right here, which yeah, is no. next because we have to. Be able to apply pressure. I don't think we could rely on a rookie, a second second round pick to to do that. Second round, third round pick to fill in big shoes to apply big pressure. So, yeah, but Dupree, I love it. I think yeah. that'll be a major upgrade over over um Devon Kennard. Are, are they going to move on from, from Devon Kennard though? That that's the scary part. That's they love the that thing guy. I'm saying. They love that I mean, guy. he's a solid player. He's a captain. He's, he's like team leader. Uh, represents the team from the NFLPA, whatever. Um, like the player representative. But, like, he doesn't win his one-on-one battles. And that's what you're supposed to do, do as an edge guy. Like, he can't I, win one-on-one. I, I agree. And, th- like I said, if they go a cooler first round, and, I mean, they get Chase Young, then, yeah, definitely. If they get Chase Young, they don't need to spend money on this position. But if they but, get they get a cooler, they might have to. That's the thing that kind of sucks. Now, it's not like the NBA where the draft's first. The free agency know. market, the free agency is first in the NFL. So, you can't, like, you don't know who you're going to get because, like, Chase Young is there, but you paid Bud Dupree. Like, what are you going to do? You have Trey Flowers. Bud you Dupree, have, you have, you have a situation that the Niners had last year, which you have a lot of edge rushers yeah. that could come at you in different in different angles. And, I mean, hell, if you get the, the Bud Dupree and you get a, a chance to get Chase Young, go for it. Do you think they would do that, though? I would. Um, they say Matt, the, the magical rule in the NFL is you can never have enough edge rushers. I agree with that. You can never you, have too many you can never have You can never have enough, enough edge rushers. And the San Francisco 49ers proved that last year. Yeah, I guess. So, um, I mean, you took the word out. I was going to say Bud Dupree, but oh, I mean, bad. no, no, no. Hey, he, he's a good one. And I was, I was risky. I was 
second guessing myself about saying him because he's going to come in a big contract. You know, I don't think it's going to be 13. You're looking at like a 15, 16 million. 16, 15, 16. You know, he's double. He got 11 sacks last year. 11, yeah, so almost, like, almost the Trey Flowers part two. Yeah. It's not proven though. Like, he only had one good year, you know? Like, he finally broke out. So I don't know. If like, that was the year he needed. He, he did it on his, he did it on the, the last year of his contract. Yeah. And now he has, he has tape to say, look, I'm a double digit sack guy. Yeah. You know, I so, but he's a good option. I, I would love it. I mean, what do you got to think about like Robert Quinn, Robert Quinn? I like that option as well. As well. Yeah. It's a yeah. scheme fit too. Yeah, This class is really good. I mean, they could go pretty much any angle and grab a, a good guy in this position, the edge rushing position, and would be an upgrade from what we had last year because we had absolutely nothing last year. So, so Mal- they could grab anybody. I mean, almost anybody. So Malcolm, I would think, think Vic Beasley could, like, revive his career in Detroit. I mean, just, just to be completely honest with you. Like a one-year, kind of like how Shaq Barrett did something like that in Detroit, one-year prove a deal, and if he, like, goes crazy, kind of, like, you hope for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I said, almost anybody would. I'd like that. So, so Malcolm, you think that that's what you want to do with this offseason? You want our premium sign to be an edge rusher? Do I want our premium to be edge rusher? Absolutely. I mean, either defensive, either edge rushing or defensive tackle. We need something. We need, we need to upgrade the defensive line. We need to upgrade the front four. All right, Tyler. Now I'm going to name linebackers now. Let's get into like the linebackers, not the edge guys. Let's get into like the linebackers. Not 250 pounds. If you're not 250 to 260. Maybe 245? Fuck you. Get off my team, bitch. You're too fucking small. I don't want your skinny, scrawny ass because you ain't a woolly mammoth ass motherfucker. All right. So I'm going to say the obvious ones that are probably going to be too expensive for Detroit. Joe Schober, I think he's going to be too expensive. I heard like 15 to 16. Same with Blake Martinez. So that's out of our price range. Um, now let's get into the guys who kind of make more, more sense. Nick Kwiatkowski. From the Bears, I've boy. always liked him. I've always liked him. I'm not gonna lie. Um, Devondre Campbell from the Falcons, he has that size they like. Janie Trevathian from the Bears, uh, Nigel Bradham, my ex, um, Alec Ogletree, Reggie Ragland, BJ Goodson, David Mayo, Stephon Anthony, Landon Roberts, and uh, Wesley Woodyard. Oh, Lord, <laughs> those so are when we're. Yeah, I want to like just explain how we came up with this linebackers <laughs> list. So I'm like, Pierre, before you look down just the whole list, you know, don't look at all the guys. I'm like, go on Sport Tech, specifically look at New England, look at Tennessee, look at Miami, and look at Houston. Then if you want, you could add and plot some other guys that like played in the 3-4 scheme before, and then we can go on from there. But I said before we start this list, we start off with New England, Miami, Houston, and Tennessee. That's why we have Wesley Woodyard on there. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> and what we did also is we had guys who are like 240 plus. We didn't really add guys who are like 225, to yeah. like 230. We, we didn't do that because we know they don't like that. So that's why this list is kind of like, like it ain't you're happened. saying like, where's Jatavius Brown? He's 5'11", like 226 he, or yeah. something like that. He's not on the list. So, all right. I mean, one guy I, I like. Well, damn, I like two guys on this list. Like two guys, one of them maybe a little more expensive. Nick Kwiatkowski with the Bears. He's always been a solid linebacker with the Bears. Um, he's not like a leader or anything. He's solid. And another guy I like is David Mayo from the Giants. This is a young guy. He has the size. They like he's he's like a decent linebacker. 
nothing crazy. But these are just kind of like Mayo is more like a depth guy. Kwiatkowski's maybe more of a guy who could challenge Davis, maybe, you know? So I mean, maybe Pierre, Mayo could challenge Davis, to be honest. Davis just hasn't been well. I don't necessarily agree with this because I think this is one of the weakest positions in our team right now is a linebacker position. Mm-hmm. But Bob Quinn did say in a press conference, I believe, at the end of the season, saying we're fine at, I believe it was the right tackle position, linebacker position, quarterback, and something else. I don't remember exactly. But linebacker and center. Yeah, I know linebacker was specifically one position they listed. And I'm kind of like just like settled with the fact that I think they're just going to leave how it is. Like I could see some debt moves here and there, obviously. But like as starters, I feel like it's just going to stay how they have it. Like it's going to be, you know, Christian Jones, Jared Davis, Jelani Tavai, Devon Kennard, those guys. And like with Reeves maybe in certain packages and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I agree with you. I don't I don't see them upgrading that position either. I think they're gonna roll the dice on um Jelani Tavai and hope yeah. that he could take a big step in in the right direction. They're gonna hope that Jared Davis could take another step in the right direction. Mm. And um, I would think a, a a decent a decent pass rush, a decent um, you know, if you get if they get out the quarterback, it's gonna make the linebackers look better. So. If they could fix that position, I think everything falls into place. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't yeah. see an upgrade here. Yeah, I don't well, see they any hired Darren McKenzie, like Woodyard, maybe like just kind of like yeah. to mentor Davis, kind of or some or Tavai. I don't know. And then also Unlin from the Eagles, maybe like uh, Nigel Bradham. You know, like he he's actually has the size. They like he's actually solid when healthy. He's been hurt a little. Alec Ogletree is just really bad, man. Yeah, uh-huh. BJ, BJ Goodson, depth guy, played for Green Bay last year in the division. Possible. Reggie Ragland's like another kind of like he's like a, one of those big dudes kind of just eats up the space, but they like. He's what like. About Corey, what about Corey Littleton? Doesn't he have the size that, that Patricia's looking for? I didn't mention Littleton because he's small. He is. Yeah, Corey Littleton. I'll tell you how big he is. Six three two twenty seven. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, two twenty seven is small. Yeah, so. Um, if, if they target, he's also going to be expensive. I think he'll be out of their price range, but I just didn't mention him because, like, he doesn't fit like um, their, their regime, the yeah. like their size requirements, whatever you want to call it. I mean, he meets the height requirements, man. Six three. Yeah, he does. Just <laughs> yeah, he's put some weight just, on. Just, just put some weight on him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, he could come to Detroit, eat some Coney dogs and something like that. He could do that. <laughs> <laughs> or he could do like you see what Ben Barge did. He like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the guy gave so much weight. He ate like a smoothie with like a ton of stuff in it, eggs, Gatorade. It just yeah. looked nasty. I, I think choice style here is going to Lafayette, Coney Island, or American Coney Island, whatever you prefer. <laughs> just stack them on those Coney dogs. Hey, why not? Um, what do you prefer? Are you a more of a Lafayette guy or a American Coney guy? I, I like both. I don't really care. Okay, that's fair enough. Coney Islands are pretty good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I, like I said, I, I don't see him spending much at that linebacker position. The So we're almost – this is the wrap to the defensive episode. And just so we kind of have a clear maybe just one episode, what position on defense do you think they should really spend? I know Malcolm clearly said edge. Peter, where are you at? I think it's going to be two. I think they're going to spend like two, big on two, and they're going to spend like an average on one. So I think it's going to be defensive tackle corner of the two big ones, and I could see him like sign like a guy six to eight mil for safety. Like, not an elite safety, but, like, not, like, a bad, like, a solid safety. 
And then one more question for you. I'm agreeing with you in the defensive tackle position. I think that's one position they're going to spend the most money on. I think it's going to be like the highlight position, like the Trey Flowers signing. But speaking of Trey Flowers, is there going to be another Trey Flowers signing for the Lions? Like, is there going to be another 18 to 20 million signing for the Lions? I don't see that happening for me personally. No, I mean, I don't see that happening. I don't think it's smart to have two guys in your defensive line making north of 18 million a year. You're, you're just setting up yourself like in cap hell. It doesn't have to be an edge rush. I'm saying it could be any position. I'm fine with it. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, we're going to spend money on any position on the field. I mean, I think it's your offensive line and defensive line. All I'm right. Like, those guys. If you think about it, though, like, who's worth to pay that much? Um, Barrett and Judon are off the market. I, I liked, I love Judon. Judon, to me, would have been worth it, maybe. Barrett, but if like, those been, guys are both off. If they could have found a way to slightly, like, you know, give Devon Kennard a handshake and say, you know, thank you for your service and then bring in Bud Dupree, I'm uh, I'm down with that. <laughs> I would like that. You know, if they release, I mean, if, if they get rid of Kennard, let me look at the financials. But they're, not, they're not going to. He, I mean, Kennard's a good, he's a, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. And then, I mean, his work on the field, I mean, he's not the best, but he does his job. Kind of. Sometimes. Against the, run, <laughs> against the run, he's good. Against the, I mean, he can't rush the passer, let's be honest. Um, if he got they seven sacks both back-to-back years, right? So I guess we could say he's consistent. Somewhat, yeah. I mean, he had a four. <laughs> didn't he have like a four sack game the week one or three sack game? Yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> it was it a three sack yeah, game. Yeah, it was a three sack game. Week one. And he's he not. He's on the injury risk either. He's he's always on the field. Yeah, he doesn't really miss games. Yeah. I'm like, I missed a game since coming to Detroit. They did draft last year though. Austin Bryant kind of like to be his future replacement. I don't know about that guy. We'll see about him. But um, if they release Kennard, they save like four five point four two five million under the cap they get 1.75 in dead money okay. so you so, basically about five and a half mils cap savings that's not bad if you can find an upgrade right so yeah i i, I don't see like another trade flower signing though happen this offseason i kind of see more like justin coleman danny amendola signing stuff like that like those mid-tier free agents i guess you could come like they're they're above average they're like an above average player but they're going to make like solid money, like that nine, ten million range. I can see Detroit going for like two to three of those guys. Like DJ Reader would be like, the big one. I think he'd be like the thirteen to twelve million type guy. Mm-hmm. Then I think you go after like a cornerback, like around that, you know, maybe ten range, eleven range, similar to Justin Coleman range, something like that. Okay. And, and then you know maybe you can go get an offensive or. Not offensive piece, maybe two defensive tackles potentially, or another edge, something like that. Something I mean, around the. Everything you're saying is screaming not win now, though. I mean, you know, could, when you win now, you know, you kind of go all out. Yeah, but you have you're going to spend all that cap, obviously. But you have to, you could upgrade more positions instead of just getting one highlighter. You don't forget, you also have to pay Taylor Decker and Kenny Galladay. Those guys, I mean, I don't know what they think about but Decker. They have a lot of money, especially to move on from Slay. They could finally move on from Slay. They're gonna have like, even more money. That's ten. That's ten and a half. They move on from Slay, that's and the cap money. is gonna go up. Uh, what, right now, it's like one hundred eighty-eight or something. It's gonna go up to two hundred. So add about eleven to twelve million to each cap. They can actually afford a premium player, and still be able to fill in those holes. I mean, we're looking at the, the the way the cap is right now. You're looking at seventy to eighty million. All right. So I guess my money question to you guys is. Sign one premium free agent, like a Trey Flowers type player, type deal, I should say, not type player, and get one mid-tier guy, and then the rest is like bottom feeders and draft picks. I think they could, I think they can afford it. 
especially okay. if they move up from Slay. Or I think they'll you... sign two high guys, one at corner and one at defensive tackle, and I still think they'll also draft Akuda. They value their corners a lot, and yeah. they also value stopping the run a lot. Or would you be would you be more down for three to four Justin Coleman type player type deals? I should say. I just want good players, man. I don't really care. I I honestly I think in the front on the front four, I don't care what's coming from the edge. I don't care what's coming from D line. I think they have to spend money there. I'm talking about big money. And they know like, that they they, will. they 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 have to. I think they have to. Whether it's a defensive tackle or an edge, I mean, it, it, they have to this year. They have to put another big piece in there. Yeah, and I want to mention the defensive tackle position one more time. I know it's not highly a defensive tackle, but we mentioned I, we, last year. You remember how all those tight ends in 2018 are not, were not on the roster in 2019? So, like, Logan, uh, Luke Wilson, Levine Toyololo, uh, who else was on that damn roster? Uh, Michael Roberts, Hakeem Valdez. He was now a Dolphin, by the way. Yeah, he is now a Dolphin. Hakeem Valdez, all those guys. Not, none of them were on the roster in 2019. I could I could see something very similar that happened this year with the defensive tackle position. They already released Damon Snacks Harrison. Ashawn Robinson free agent. I don't think he's coming back. I think the only one nucleus you're keeping right now is Deshaun Hand, who's not even like a full time defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. So John I think Atkins too. That's not that'll ideal. Be, that'll be a hell of a story if he comes back and just balls the fuck out. I hope, man. I, I was a fan of his his rookie year. He had a really good rookie year. I hope so. That'll be that'll be one hell of a story. All right, he guys. Ends up in being the starter. Wow. Yeah, that'd be that'd be awesome. All right, that is a wrap to episode eighty-three of the Pride Podcast. I hope Ooh. you guys all enjoyed our analysis on the linebacker slash edge slash some other questions towards the end that I think you know do some benefits for you guys and made it a little interesting. Nope. Um, we will have a combine pre or combine reaction video. Same podcast very soon for you guys nope. um there's still a few positions that are going on at the time of this recording nope. but yeah we're gonna have a reaction for that very soon we have the offensive line position that we'll do next and then we're nope. done with the free agency class and then free agency is almost around the corner i mean it's, nope. it's coming it's coming very close so nope. <laughs> that is a wrap i'm tyler signing out yerp see y'all <laughs> all right guys before i let you go Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate all the support. Leave us a five-star. Leave us a nice review. We appreciate it. Also, um, before I let you go, we do have voicemails. Uh, we'll get to those soon. So if you have, if you want to vent, if you want to leave some questions, you have an opinion, you call us at 313-355-3116. And I'm out. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Malcolm. Hope you enjoyed the episode. I am out. Peace. Headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. 
Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com. 